live from our makeshift studio on the fourth floor of, well, somewhere. It's Burgers and Brats with your host Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Welcome back to Burgers and Brats. Hopefully everyone enjoyed All-Star Weekend in Chicago. Matt, that was one of the best All-Star Weekends we've ever seen. Great three-point shooting contest, great dunk contest. It was a great weekend, a great All-Star game. Great All-Star game, one of the most competitive ones we've seen in recent memory. Uh, But first, make sure you're following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, at Burgers Brats, Spotify, and Instagram, at Burgers Brats. So, starting off with three-point contest, Devin Booker replaced Damian Lillard. Uh, He went on fire, 27 of the first round. But Buddy Heald, Devin Booker in the final two, comes down to the final shot, and Buddy Heald takes down the three-point uh, contest championship. That that was pretty. That was fun to watch. Having it come down to the wire like that. That's what they call a buddy buzzer beater right there. <laughs> I mean, that was beautiful. On the last shot, time expiring, and he swishes it. He didn't make. Didn't get anything better than that. He didn't make a single Mountain Dew three point. The three point shot. He made none of those. But he made the money ball. He did. He made the money ball. They don't. They call him Buddy Buckets for a reason. So that was fun. But then. Dunk contest. Aaron Gordon got robbed. Dude got robbed again. Twice now in four years, the dude has been robbed in the dunk contest. Derrick Jones Jr. did a great job, though. I mean, that was a great battle. It was a great battle. Great battle back and forth, but for AG to go 50, 50, 50, 50, and the last one, a 47 or whatever, that was, I mean, come on. Five in a row. Yeah. Five 50s in a row. Derek, and then he throws the 360 lob from Markel Fultz off the side of the backboard. That That's one of the greatest dunks we've ever seen. Dude goes 550s. Derrick Jones Jr., he had some nice dunks, man. But then, he, he does a, Derrick Jones does a simple dunk uh, in the final uh, round where he just goes from in front of the free throw line. But Aaron Gordon jumps over Taco Fall, who is 7-7 in shoes. Taco Fall, no, no one knew this was happening. Taco Fall just wanted to enjoy an all-star game. All of a sudden, he gets thrown in the middle of this. How do you dunk over Taco Fall and then get a 47? I know. I mean, that's the shock. But real quick on Marco Fultz, when you saw him out there... And I said the no. One, you said, well, he's going to cost them. So why? Why is he even out here, really? When I first saw him walk out there, I was like... Oh, I told my dad, I was like, what? why would you want Marco Fultz throwing you the lob? And then with Taco, apparently he wanted Shaq. Shaq wouldn't do it. Yeah. So Ta- and Taco was like, oh, gosh, you see in his face, like, why am I out here? What's going on? And it was beautiful. He basic- beautiful. He cleared him, basically. Got him on the top of the head. Kind of fell down with Taco's hands, but. Yeah, I mean, that's. Not, don't fall He's 7'5". Yeah. The dude is 7'5". <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> Had some nice dunks over Chance the Rapper. But Com- Common said that uh, it was supposed to end in a tie. They the judges agreed they would end it in a tie and hopefully both would get a trophy but if not they would have to vote uh, one by one to who won but then D Wade throws the competition to uh, his former teammate uh, Miami Heat star come on D Wade can't do that man I, I'm we're all we were all disappointed Twitter took notice and they went after D Wade for that which they should have you know I think when you look at a slam dunk contest the judges need to be associated with the host city players coaches 
maybe a front office person, whatever. I don't even think you need to put any artists, musicians, anything. I no, I just I don't agree with that. You need to be associated with the league. I think to be a judge. I'm sorry, I don't like seeing Common being a judge there. I that come on. Common, I think Common did better than Candace Parker and um, oh, the, the dude from Wakanda, yeah. Chadwick. The dude looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. But yeah, I put it the people who can dunk. Put those people. Put the people that are associated with the league. In the league, who can dunk, whatever, just no NBA basketball. Yeah, both both players should have won a trophy. That was one of the best dunk contests in recent memory, if not the best ever. So props to them for that. It's sad now Aaron Gordon said he's never going to uh, compete in a dunk contest again. So thanks a lot for that. We don't get to see him anymore. But then moving into the final game, the game we all waited for, East versus West, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. What a great game. First three quarters, no defense, as we all thought. Uh, we got Trey Young hitting a half-court shot um, to win the half. But Team Braun ends up winning 157-155. to 155 AD, the hometown hero, hitting the game-winning free throw. So that's so – I saw this on Twitter. Pretty remarkable. Or people were pretty mad uh, game-ended on a free throw. I, I can understand that. But Kobe's first career bucket – was a free throw. Kobe's last career bucket was a free throw. And then 157, 155, all equal 24. How about that? That's pretty unreal. That's pretty remarkable there. But great. I tune in uh, at the. I missed the third quarter, but tune in back uh, halfway towards the fourth quarter. What a great game. Great defense. All star versus all star. What we all wanted. It, the game was very competitive. Kyle Lowry was taking charges. <laughs> that was great. Been James Harden game winning shot, but they that was a block. Hard. That was a block for sure. But I don't get why Kemba, Pascal Siakam, and you got CP3 out there. I don't know about those lineups. CP3 could have been MVP. Really, he played really well. He's done that with the Thunder this season. Has been a closer so. I mean, you know, they put the best lineup that they could have out there and did a really good job with it. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to see Luka. It was disappointing to see him on the fourth. Yeah, put Trey Young in over Kimba. Put, um, I don't know why they didn't put Luka in. Trey only got eight minutes in the uh, second half, so that's a little surprising. They didn't make a single lineup change in the fourth. I yeah, mean, I don't know why the they didn't. guys that. that played the entire fourth. So. Yeah, they need to do a better job of that next year, but... We were both very skeptical about the all-star format uh, changes, uh, new scoring. Seems like it went great. Yeah, it was fun. You do it for charity. Everyone got involved and everyone tuned in. So, well done. Do it again. Adam Silver, remind, he that dude is top-notch. He knows what's best. Apparently, CP3 is the one that um, orchestrated the new changes. Yeah, it was a good call, CP3. Good call. <laughs> Yeah, so that seems like that will be staying. We could be seeing that in regular season games or uh, postseason games in the near future. So, great All-Star weekend. Hopefully, it is as great for years to come. Kobe Bryant would have been proud of that. So, Matt, a lot of Astros news came out this weekend. Uh, Cody Bellinger, multiple Dodgers, Yankees, Mike Trout even coming out and just going after the Astros. What What are your thoughts on this weekend? Rex, we do not have enough time here today to hear all my thoughts 
and to hear what I have to say. And I will keep it PG because I think we could all go off the rails on this one. The Astros are the biggest cheaters of the 2000s. Biggest cheaters since the Black Sox scandal of what, 1919? 1919, baby. It is ridiculous, this whole mastermind scheme. And we've talked about it for a long time. We've talked about it. So we don't have to get into all that again. But I love what the Dodgers are doing. They are going on a full-out assault on the Houston Astros here in spring training. They are saying, uh, you, we, well, former Dodger, former Cub, or as uh, the current Cub now, yeah, you Darvish, saying they should get their title revoked. Take that series from them. Uh, you have Do uh, Justin Turner coming out and trashing Commissioner Rob Manford and for claiming that the trophy was a piece of... Piece of um, just a piece of metal. Piece of metal. <laughs> what? And it is called the commission. He said it's the called the commissioner's trophy. So he devalued. And Justin Turner said that's a, like you know a slap because these guys worked their butt off from day one to get that trophy. That is an honor, and he devalued it so much. You're getting more players. You got Mike Trout coming out saying, "Hey, I wish I would have known what was yeah, coming. That'd be it fun. Felt, felt great, you know, to have that hit that well. And then you, he's lost respect for a lot of the guys." Look, there is a target on the back of every player on this team going in this season, and you and and look, Rob Manfred said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna if you hit them, you're gonna be you know there's gonna be a severe fine, what a no joke. retaliation." But you can make the argument if you're pitching inside and it accidentally hits them, oh well, what are you gonna do? I mean, that's a terrible thing to say that any retaliation. You can make it. You can retaliate by making it look intentional. Easy. You pitch inside. You barely graze them. Whoops. Sorry. But did you see today? Sportsbook has the over/under for how many times they're going to get hit this year. <laughs> What's it at? Eighty-three point five. That's a lot. I'm taking the over. That's a lot. A, this is an Astros team that has just disgraced the sport game of baseball. I do not like this team. I do not like the Astros. Now they got rid of the play, uh, Jeff Luna. I'm glad he was out. I hate that Dusty Baker is their manager because I actually like Dusty Baker and I want to cheer for him to get a World Series. I just don't want it to be with Houston. But that team, everyone is going to come at them this year. Every team is going to come at them. If you hit them or you do something, whatever, they're going to come at them. And let me tell you this, it's fair game. If the Houston Astros or anybody treat Mike Fires bad when Oakland comes to town, it is fair game then for anything to happen to Houston. No, Astro, they deserve to be hit, honestly. But, it, yeah, it's funny because retaliation won't be uh, – they don't want that. They, those people that retaliate are going to get more punishments than the Astros players get. Just yeah. think about that. They're going to get more punishment than them. But and then Carlos Correa changes his story about Al Jose Altuve. At first it was, oh, his body um, wasn't looking good. And now it's, oh, he had a bad tattoo. Which he didn't want people to see. Like, come on, oh, man. Look, these story, it has been a PR meltdown since November. Since this team, before even got to the World Series, when their assistant general manager went in those women reporters' faces saying, we effing got Osuna. We effing got Osuna. Okay? Who is, a, you know, who abused and sexually assaulted, or what was, you know, abused his girlfriend, all right? You know? And then you lose the World Series in a fashion of just blowing games of beautiful. Beautiful, And so we all know Baby Shark was so huge back in November because here are the Nationals. And it has been a PR crisis. And when this news broke last month about what Houston did and then their owner 
and the team doesn't apologize until they collectively have a meeting in spring training to get their thoughts together, and then they don't. I mean, then it wasn't even that great. Yeah, and then they <laughs> failed at that. Then Jim Crane says, "Well, it really didn't affect the game." Fifteen seconds later, oh, I didn't say that. I mean, it's a PR nightmare for this team, and it will continue to ride through spring training. It will end into the season. It's it's amazing seeing what these other players are saying about this Astros. It's awesome tuning into Twitter and seeing all these other players going off on the Astros, which they should. You think the Yankees are everyone's hated, which they still are. But the this Astros. is one thing that Yankees and, and Red Sox can unite on. Everyone hates the Astros now. They're America's least favorite team. Everyone will hate them for years, decades to come. I, I saw the Rob Manfred thing, uh, and... Why would you say that as the G or as the what the GM of baseball just the main guy? Why would you say that about the trophy? And then Justin Turner goes, I um I don't know if the commissioner has won anything ever in his life. And then says, at this point the only thing uh devaluing the trophy is that it says commissioner on it. Yeah. So what's that's a Bold words from Justin Turner. I love it. I love it. This whole thing is spiral, continuing to spiral out of control. And now the commissioner is being brought in this too because players saying you didn't do enough. And then those comments did not help him. Look, if you're a Houston Astros fan, you can say all you want, but your team cheated. You will always have an asterisk. You can never take that back. And you can make every complaint and excuse in the book, but it's not going to change the fact. The fact is the Houston Astros of 2017 cheated. Now, players will say they did in 2018, then 2019. MLB said they didn't. So if we go off that, but in 2018, the team cheated. And you go through every stat line of home and a road splits for some of these guys. We were looking this up the other night. I think Altuve on the road in in, in the postseason. It was drastically they had different. Nine home games and nine road games. And the nine road games, he hit 172 yep. in, or 140 something. Or whatever. It was bad. In the nine home games, he hit 472. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. Okay, you can be hot and cold. You literally can go through a whole series and hit like crap. But it's not just one game and one game. It's not back and forth. Where, oh, one day I just suck, and then one day, oh, magically, it's, I hit every pitch. And you see, you see MLB players saying the same thing right now. Mike Trout. It's funny how really they could hit everything. Anthony Rendon, I think, even said something today. Something like, you know, even watching the footage and stuff. It, you know, he even it was a little suspicious. He said it was a little suspicious. You could hit every pitch, and you knew it was coming. And you don't just yank a bomber off. I rolled as Chapman to go to the World Series, like what Cody Bellinger said. That that just doesn't make any sense. And then how you don't want all a lot of players were like, you can do anything to me after sending my team to World Series after hitting off Chapman. Rip off my clothes. Rip off anything. So that's just funny how Tuve. Uh, he didn't want his shirt ripped, but whatever. You know, they're turning the page now. I mean, this will still linger. I mean, you know, things that happen this season, It's Dusty Baker won't let that happen under his watch. Their new GM will not let this happen under their watch. So this is a whole change, culture change. But this Astros team is such a disgrace to baseball, okay? They are a good team without cheating. They've got some great hitters. They had a great pitching staff. And I'm so glad they didn't win the World Series this year because they didn't deserve it. They did not deserve it. They've got a bunch of cheaters. They need a whole culture change. And I hope, and we're going to get, I know, later on about who we think of baseball. I hope they don't win the division. I hope they don't make the postseason. I'm sorry, Dusty Baker. I'm sorry. So speaking of postseason, uh, get your thoughts on this. Dan Orlowski on Get Up This Morning said 
the Astros should be banned from the postseason for three years. And then we had Stephen A. come on later saying banned for one year and take their rings. Which one do you agree with more? And what do you think they should be banned from the postseason? Well, let me first say this though: if uh, if this is college, if this is college sports, we have the uh, it's a death penalty. The NCAA legislation. And, in fact, I'm in a class right now talking about all the compliance and rules and things. And so we talked about if you lose – so let me just say this. I don't want to get on a whole college tangent here, but we, there's this thing called head coach responsibility, head coach control, right? So if, if you're going to put this on the front office, this is A.J. Hinch, this is Jeff Luno, the former vote, the GM, and you say, okay, you lost control, well, one, if – Jeff Luna, what we know is he got the note back that the memo that said, hey, you need to be, you know, you can't be doing sign stealing and stuff like that. But he didn't really, what, he didn't relay that message down. And he also was part of this scheme we called Code Breaker. We know that in the, in the last couple of weeks that's come out. If you are in a head coach control, you can be pretty much a postseason ban, as you mentioned. You can be, you know, a show clause pretty much means that no team is going to hire you because you really are kind of like banned from coaching. You, you could get hired, but you have to convince NCAA why that's a good hire, and most often that's not you, – you're really banned from coaching during that period of time. That is exactly what Luno and, and uh, Hinch got. They were suspended for a year, but there were no player suspensions. The players got full immunity. So you are just putting it all on the coach, but yet sometimes, I mean, it, it does fall under the coach's shoulder. He does shoulder that blame. But if you're a student athlete, right, in Silva you can be suspended, right? Yep. Bad things can happen. So if you're the Astros, you just get full immunity. You get to keep everything. So you, you said your scenarios were what? So we had the, the three year. Orvilowski said three year ban, Stephen A, one year, take away the rings. You know, I. I I would have to go three three year ban based on my previous comments. I don't want to be flip flopping here, but I said I would not take away the World Series. I we've said that in my other episode. I said you keep this. You'll always have an asterisk. You cheated, so you're gonna have an asterisk. It's a World Series win, but it was a cheating World Series win. That's what I would say. But I, you know, I love the movement of people saying they should remove the title, and I would be I would support that. But I don't think that should happen. I don't think that should happen, but if there was a movement behind it, cheaters should not win. So, I would be behind that as well. Yeah, I'm just sick of this team. I just Dodgers deserve the ring. I I don't know if you can take it. I I would love it, but I don't know if you can. Yeah, and I wouldn't take it. I don't think you deserve. I mean, they also have had their struggles. Kershaw pitching has been a disaster in the postseason. And and variances They're... and variances of things. I wouldn't say you just give it to them. I I think that's a matter of where no one wins, unfortunately. I don't think you can just say, because you go back in each game and kind of look at where they messed up, you know, where the Dodgers could have taken advantage and they didn't. I think you would take away a World Series, but you would not award it. I think it would just be like, well, in that situation, no one won. All right, so that's our full Astros breakdown. There will be def there will definitely be a lot more to come within the next few days and coming weeks. Baseball season is starting up. We'll be back with a great podcast, predictions, everything, uh, the whole nine yards coming up next week. But next, moving into some XFL. Week two, successful. Landry Jones returns for the Renegades, and Stoops gets his first 
win in over 1,000 days. Uh, 40 to 12 um, as the duo win. 20 or there the duo is 40 and 12 and they win 25 to 18 at LA, at LA. Houston defeated St. Louis 29 to 28 and then Tampa Bay and LA still winless and then DC smacks New York 27 to 0. Um Cardell Jones is still undefeated in his college football or football career. So Matt, did you watch any XFL? I only caught a little bit, uh, not much at all, um, but, you know, happy to see Bob Stoops get that win for sure, been pulling for, been pulling for Dallas, I've got to, um, but, I, and I, I don't know the guy's name, the quarterback for Houston. He is good, I don't, I don't remember his name, but that dude is good. ESPN said, someone on ESPN or on Twitter today or was saying, hey, this guy could be the first superstar of the XFL. He's good. He's got a little Patrick Mahomes sidearm action in, so. This could be a guy that maybe uh, does really well this year. We'll see what happens. Yeah, dude so. is quick, can throw. So not as much hype around XFL this weekend as there was the first week, but hopefully as things get kicking into gear. I forgot it was on, honestly. <laughs> there was so much sports going on this weekend. Well, you know, I compare that to if you're a Jets fan. In the NFL. <laughs> I mean, you just forget that it's on because you just, you know, or Tampa Bay, XFL and NFL. Yeah, you just... Or I mean, L.A. Really, I mean, yeah, it just... <laughs> L.A.'s winless. For you. I'm sorry. You know, keep trying to get it later. Yeah, uh, New York, yeah, Jets, they get shut out, so New York teams lose a pretty big fashion. Yeah, if you're a New York fan, I'm sorry, you just really cannot get away from anything. I mean, you wake up every day saying, wow, the Knicks are my team. And that's enough to go back to bed and wake up another day. <laughs> so some um, XFL next week, Houston at Tampa Bay. Houston's averaging 30 points a game. Tampa Bay, they're winless. I mean, that's all Houston. Yeah. Houston should put up 50, if we're being honest. They should. Tampa Bay is not looking good. Uh, Dallas at Seattle, that should be a great game. Uh, should be the best game of the week. Yeah, little Jason Garrett, Pete Carroll. Sorry, man. Wrong teams. <laughs> My bad. Landry Jones looked a little rusky, so we'll see if he bounces back. I think I'll go Dallas. I'm not Dallas. not sure. Yeah, it's two Bob weeks Stoops, in. It's true. Landry's first week had pro pro starts. So, and then New York at St. Louis. Uh, New York coming off that shutout loss. So, gotta know, gotta go St. Louis in this one. Yeah, St. Louis looked good. So I'm gonna go St. Louis. And then finally, DC at LA. I think DC's uh, middle pack, but they can definitely be up top. So they're looking good this year. Yeah, I'm going D.C. Cardell Jones, baby. Yeah, Cardell Jones will look to go 14-0, I believe. So, L.A. is just not looking great. Maybe they can get Phillip Rivers in at quarterback in a few or next game. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> it would be. That would be really wild. That'd be nice. I'd enjoy that. It'd be fun to watch. Maybe he can actually win something. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. He can get his kids to play with him. He can. Wow. They can make a full team. All right, so that's our XFL action. Talk some more next week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, at Burgers Brots, and Spotify and Apple Podcast at Burgers Brots. So on this day in history, 1936, the world's first superhero, the Phantom, is created. 1885, can you guess this famous book, Matt? 1885. I have no clue. I don't read. I don't either, but everyone knows this book. Mark Twain, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn oh, is published. Huck Finn, yeah. And then 1995, or 1945, The Invasion of Iwo Jima. 
So some birthdays to give out. Jim Brown. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest of all time. Is he better than LeBron? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. And then we got Ed Sharon, Dr. Dre, and Paris Hilton. Matt, can you guess how old Paris Hilton is? 40. Oh, wow. I'm being nice. 39. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Then I thought you were going to say a higher number. I'm like, wow, did I really botch that? That was actually that. close. Yeah, it well, feels like she's been around forever. I know. So that's why I was like, man, it's 40. Oh, now I feel like I offended her. Sorry. <laughs> she was in those Carl's Jr. commercials. The Hardys. Oh, nice. Yeah. The, the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Carl's Jr., best commercials. All right, so some NCAA basketball uh, rankings came out today. Baylor at number one still. How many weeks in a row is that? Uh, it's been a lot. It it's been a like while. It has been. Congrats to you, Baylor. Uh, probably violating right now, but won't get caught. And then we got Gonzaga, Kansas, and then undefeated San Diego State, and then rounding out the top five for the first time in the top five in 64 years, we've got the Dayton Flyers. Remember when they went on that uh, Sweet 16 run? What, not too long not ago? Not too long ago, yeah, I remember that. I remember watching on the phone. That was like, fun. Wow. Had to get a shirt. One of my favorite teams. We gotta love Dayton. Hopefully they can create some madness this year. Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast was the best run we've ever that seen. That was fun to watch. Those dunks. Dunk City. Right Dunk now. City, that's what they're called. Dunk City. Best run. That was fun. So some games uh, to break down. Uh, big Monday happened. Kansas ed- or beat out Iowa State. And then we got Dayton at VCU. Matt, Dayton's run in the top five does not last long. They lose to VCU uh, this weekend. Or tomorrow, or Big Tuesday today. Yeah, you hate to see it. Picking Dayton or VCU? Hate to see it if it happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, middle I'm of the road right Dayton. there. I'm going Dayton, of course. I hope Dayton. VCU's a good team. Yeah, they always uh, are. Yeah, they were better when Shaka Smart was their coach back in the day. Well, good thing they got rid of him. He's not doing great at Texas. Yeah, Texas about to send him to the curb. <laughs> and then we got number 21, Butler, at 16, Seton Hall. That should be a great game. Uh, but I've got Seton Hall at home on that one. You know, I probably going to agree with you on this one. Yeah. And then... Uh, Tonight, big one down here in Norman at the Lloyd Noble Center. Number one Baylor at OU. OU six and one all time at home. Six and two all time at home when number one team comes to town. Matt, what are some keys? Who wins? You're heavily involved with the basketball program. How do you see this one shaping out? Well, look, the last time they played Baylor in at Waco. And we had a chance to hit a three to win the game, and it just didn't fall. Uh, this is a team we've got to start off hot. I say we. The team has to start <laughs> off hot. They need to get on a run early, and it takes those first five minutes. If Baylor gets on a run to start and OU has to play catch-up, uh, that's not really the sign you want to see. But OU came out, I mean, a while back at Norman, about a week or a half ago, two weeks ago, when they played West Virginia, they were high-energy I ready to play. Let's go. This is going to be fun. And they shut down West Virginia. It's what they've got to do against Baylor. They cannot let Baylor get out there. They've got to hang with them. Um, but watch. The big key of the game is going to be the big three. Brady Manick, Christian Dulo, Austin Reeves. Two of the three need to be hot. All three of them would be great. 
Counting on Brady and Doolittle. Austin Reeves <laughs> needs to just continue to – he needs to get some threes to drop <laughs> desperately. Um, but off the bench, Kirkweb is going to be the guy to watch out for. This guy, when he gets some alley-oops, they are fun to watch. Same with Alondis Williams. He can slam it like no one else. So those two, I think. But uh, I think Kirkweb is going to be the guy off the bench. It's going to have a huge impact against Baylor. There you go. Matt Marks, insider for OU Basketball. Uh, squad, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mentioned uh, last game, OU has a chance to win the game um, in the final seconds. Uh, this this OU team, they're night and day. They've been playing great, though. They beat a ranked West Virginia team, shut down Iowa State. Uh, who else they beat? Someone else. I mean, they beat Oklahoma State. They beat Oklahoma State. They've they've won, like, the last I mean, three they games. They lost one game at home. They only, only one game? lost one game at home. That was the Kansas. They've struggled on the road, yes, but... Uh, only lost one at home. So OU has shown that they can stay in this ball game with Baylor on the road. So at home, where they play much better basketball, should be a great one. I I mean, this game it'll probably go down to the wire. Big Twelve basketball does that. I uh, think Baylor is probably too much to handle uh, uh, deep down the stretch because we can't count um, as much as OU making their shots uh, down the line. So Matt, uh, I want to get your we're we're in the March Madness area. Everyone's predicting bracketology. I want to get your final four. No, well, I'm gonna disappoint you. I'm gonna disappoint all the fans. I do not know who my final four is gonna be. And this will take a week's process. And trust me, when the J- brackets come out, it will. Ta- I I am not even gonna make that assumption. I won't. I don't even want to be on the record right now. Matt, this is I, just a whatever. Throw everything out. I'm not even gonna say. I'm sorry. I I just cannot tell you. I think. Baylor can make a deep run, but I don't know if I'm going to say yet they're going to be a Final Four team. San Diego State's undefeated, but I'm not even going to say they're going to be a Final Four team. Uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, this league, you would think North Carolina, but North Carolina is not going to make it this year. That's how bad they are. Duke's taking some losses. Um, I just, no, I don't. Well, this has been the craziest year yeah, on a Wild. Complete, a complete toss-up. I would seriously have to look. I have probably not done as great of a job looking around the league yet. Um, but I need to start forming those opinions. I, I just couldn't tell you right now. Matt, this is just look at four names and pick. Well, I gave you some. I said they probably weren't going to be in it. <laughs> All right. I, I just looked. That's look- my knots. That's <laughs> my not final four. I looked at a random bracketology, and I just went with four teams. Okay. Also, all right, Baylor. All right, you tell me. All right, say uh, yes okay. or no. All right, Baylor. No. Really? Number one for a long time. I know, but I... Again, I, I'm not sure if they'll make a Final Four. What was it last year? All four se- or all one seeds made it to Final uh, Four, something like that. It yeah, was. I think it was. I think it was three ones and a three. Was it? Year, was right? it? I think it was a two. Was it a two? Yeah. Three so ones and a two. All the high seeds. Okay, I'll, I'll say Baylor's a, a possibility. All right. I won't say definite now. All right, Kansas. I'll say a definite no. Gonzaga. Even though, even though I'm reluctant to pick them every year because of their conference, but this Coach year, Mark Few always has a good team. Yeah. I'll say yes. All right, last one, Maryland. No, no. Maryland's been hot, but I, I just I don't know. I don't see them. But again, maybe. But I'm I'm gonna say no. Anything can happen in March Madness, and we are ready for it. That's right. I there I think are gonna be a lot of upsets. Oh yeah, a lot definitely. Of upsets this year. This is not set. There is no guarantee. We've seen it in the regular season, so it's definitely going to happen in March Madness, or it's just completely done a one eighty. Yeah, 
I'm ready to see who's going to be the like the official mascot of March Madness, a Sister Jean. Oh Taco yeah, Fall, just yep. you know, Taco Fall. We're going to see Magical Run uh, from Belmont. Remember? I mean, uh, you know, oh, good times. Is Zion guaranteed to win? No. <laughs> so yeah, oh, good stuff. Uh, that's our March Madness uh, or Super Tuesday little breakdown. We'll be back with the March Madness prediction with hopefully some more guests to break that down. But we got some other sports news to go around. Daytona 500 after a rain delay uh, played or race Monday. Danny Hamlin back-to-back champion for the Daytona 500, and then Mike Tomlin defends Mason Rudolph. Miles um, Garrett recently reinstated to the NFL comes into an interview and re- comes back and says restates his that Mason Rudolph said a racial slur to him I I don't know if Miles Garrett's a good dude he's a good guy I don't know if I believe this I don't know why you would come back after being reinstated and say that it happened again I I don't know where why you would do that to yourself cause more problems if you're Miles My, Garrett so I mean I I don't know what to think of this. I think he might be right. Good for Tomlin, supporting his guy. Good for Tomlin. That's my that's my response to it. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know why Miles Garrett would say it if it wasn't true again. I, why cause more problems, but I don't know if we'll ever find out the truth about that. And then we got Adam Scott wins the Genesis, Genesis Open by two strokes. Tiger Woods, uh, his worst performance of his career. And then, Matt, uh, you want to talk about this, John Belline, uh, yeah, John Beeline, Beeline. maybe parting ways, and that's something to develop. It could happen this week. It could happen, or it will if not, it will happen uh, by the end of the season. His first season in uh, the NBA has not been good. I hope he goes back to coaching where he did a great job. Why fire the dude? The Cavs, the Cavs aren't great. They're they'll well, never be great. Chemistry has not been good. He hasn't. He's, I think he's lost this. What they've said, lost respect to the clubhouse, and uh, you know, I don't think people. I mean, you feel bad for the guy. You know, he's done a great job in college. He just the transition in NBA hasn't been great. And sorry, he ended up in a situation like Cleveland. That's not great even to begin with. But yeah. <laughs> it just has not worked out, and uh, they move on. So we'll see. Can't expect great things when you go to Cleveland if LeBron's not on the team. So there's that. And then Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, part two. Matt, we're not really boxing fans. Nope. But... Uh, Wilder won the first round a year ago. Going to rematch this upcoming Saturday. Who wins this one? Wilder. I've got Wilder too. I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I'm going to go Wilder. I think he's better. <laughs> so that's some other uh, news around the sports world. Moving into our final segment, who would you share a burger and brought with? Matt, Jeff Bezos finally doing some good with his money. Pledging to donate ten billion, with the B, dollars to help fight climate change. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Need to focus on that, and thank you for finally doing some good with that money. All that tax money you don't pay. I want to share my burger and brought with two people: Luka Doncic and Trey Young, the future of the NBA. Two half court shots. Two half court shots. Yeah, that is. Those were great to watch. The world versus Team USA in the Rising Star game. Um, and then just in the All Star All Star game, great, beautiful half court heaves, love it. It was fun to watch. Um, Team USA versus Team World. You watch Zion bent the rim. Yeah, <laughs> on a standing. Dude is big. He stood under the rim and dunked it. And then he bent the rim. Dude is big. 
But yeah, that was fun. Dunk contest at the end. Uh, fun, great all-star weekend. Uh, one of the best ever. Hopefully they're like that more in the future. But uh, that's it from us. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at BurgersBrots, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, at BurgersBrots. Uh, from Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care.